podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. Hey, it's Bill. You're tuned in to Three Questions a Song, episode number 44, where the title tells you exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> With me tonight is Fang from Lords of the Trident. What's up, Fang? What is up? How you doing? I'm doing well. You um have your own uh, history of, of, of doing live videos, and um, we'll talk about that a little bit, even though it's not our normal thing here <laughs> on the show. Um, I was watching the one on the pie um, to do the RTMP um, server. Yeah. And I I almost went and and looked up how much it was going to cost. And I was like, oh, my wife would kill me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, generally it's not, you know, the, so for the, for the people who are watching, who don't know what we're talking about um, at the beginning of lockdown, right. We started doing all of this streaming and uh, we had an equally, um engaged facebook audience youtube audience and we just wanted to start getting on twitch um you know just to kind of keep people who are using all these services engaged with what we do and so um a good very good buddy of mine uh rob from the band psycho stick they were doing uh live stream concerts that were multi-streaming on facebook and youtube and twitch so long story short i hit him up and i said what you know how do you how are you doing this and he's like well it's 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 kind of nerdy. I don't know, you know, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> who who are you talking to? Like, like, li- give me the deets here. So he he uh he bought a little Raspberry Pi, set up his own a well, Raspberry Pi is a very tiny, you know, like $40 computer, set up his own server to restream everything. Uh and uh and he kind of uh, he 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 gave me some of the the arcane secrets as it were to to make that happen. And uh, and and I took those arcane secrets and I just blabbed them to the entire world. So, you know, <laughs> on, on my YouTube, uh, ch- on, on Lords of the Trident YouTube channel, we've got a series called Words of Fang, where we, you know, break down things for um, low to mid tier bands to try to get them out of the garage, so to speak. And that was one of the ones that we recently did got picked up by uh, India on the Move and that got uh, broadcasted out to all their subscribers. So I've been getting a lot of questions on it and it's been it's been real fun. I watched that one, and I watched the one about starting the shows earlier so the headliner gets on at 11. Oh, my that, God. That's something we talk about here in Pennsylvania a lot as well. <laughs> I mean, it's the, you know, it's 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 for us, the, the artists, but it's, like, more for the people going to the show. Like, nobody wants to stay out until 1 a.m. anymore, you know. And I may be talking like an old man here, but I remember when shows <laughs> used to be earlier, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> i i know I, I don't get out nearly as much as i used to but when i was in my 20s i i would go out and watch band and i'd be there from you know the first opener until the end like you were talking about and then i would go and, and go to sheets which i don't know you probably don't have I know sheets. sheets i know okay. sheets. I, yeah and um <laughs> everybody would order the same thing every weekend like it it was regimented <laughs> but yeah now i'm in my 40s and no (laughs) yeah 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 absolutely not and i mean you know for for uh for any artist out there no matter what genre of music you're playing i mean the the main goal is is to pack the house and it's real hard to pack the house when you're playing at 1 a.m it's hard it's hard to you know bring out your friends who have jobs uh you know who, who live on a regular schedule or maybe who even work on the weekends you know and say like hey i'm playing at 12 30 you know like am you want to come out and they're like no no we do not 
you know? So yeah, I, I, I try to impress this idea to bar owners all the time. It's like, you know, would you rather have 70 people in your bar who, who are, you know, have three drinks each, or would you rather have 220 people in your bar who have maybe two, you know, it's like you make more money. You know, you don't have to be, Oh, you know, your main concern is making money. And I get that. If you want to make more money, start those damn shows earlier. I mean, come on, you know, (laughs) sell more drinks because there's more people there. You know, you may not be serving as many alcoholics until two in the morning, but I mean, you know, geez. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into the line of questioning. Ah, yes. The line of questioning. (laughs) Good. So, So I was reading the legend on your website. All true. 100 percent and uh we we don't have to go in quite that detail but um i am i'm a huge kiss fan so like i know that you know their makeup all symbolizes you know part of their persona in real life and my my question for you is where did your um stage personas come from like how did you pick who we're going to be i mean you know a a lot of us we, we get asked this question a lot and and i think really you know when you get down to it uh it's it's more that the 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 mortal personas are more kind of a turn a tuned down version of who we really are inside, you know. So so I uh, I, I have chosen Ty Christian as my as my mortal name, uh, mostly because at the DMV, right, you go in there and and Fang von Rathenstein does not fit on the little boxes, <laughs> you know. It's, it it always ends up being like Fang von, you know, and you get that and and. So, you know, I, I was you, like, what, what is the shortest human name that we can do? And it's, oh, Ty, it's two letters, T-Y, you know? I guess I could have been Al, but... We, we used to take tests when I was in elementary school called the, the Iowa Basic Tests. And um, my, my name is William Damiano, and both of them always got shortened. Yeah, yeah, so you, <laughs> so you, so you get it. I do. So, you know, uh, I, I, think, I think a lot of people are, are wondering, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, is it... Is it all an act? Is we are we sprucing things up? It's like no, like the, like you know, Fang is who I am. But but sometimes you got to tune that down from eleven to to like six and a half, and that's when Ty comes out. You know, like I mean, <laughs> people will notice right now that I'm I'm wearing my lounging armor. I'm not wearing the full armor. I'm just this, this is just my my old school lounging armor, uh, and that's because you know we're down here in the Mohorovic discontinuity, like eleven miles beneath the earth's crust terrible wi-fi down here but we got we got a fiber line that's going really good now <laughs> um but you know like i'm i'm safe from assassin attacks down here so i don't have to wear my full armor all the time it's fine i i'm gonna ask you a bonus question later mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but all right so question number two after perusing your website my question is what are the qualifications that are required to be deemed the most metal band on earth oh well I think I think the, there's there's a couple of qual couple of things that we can kind of speak to that really cement the fact that we're the most metal band on earth. Uh, a, uh, we have an open, op- wide open challenge out to Manowar. You know, two bands, one steel cage. Two bands enter, one band leaves. We've and and I mean this has been up on our website and on our social media for upwards of got twelve years at this point, and they have not responded once they have not sent one email of the 40 or 40 or 50 emails I send every year. They haven't responded one time. You know why? Cause they're scared. 
because they know <laughs> they know that they're not entering. They're not leaving that arena once they enter. Right. So there's that. Um, also, I, you know, and, and sometimes I mean, everybody gets in this situation. And I think during lockdown, it's you know, there's been a lot of like issues with people kind of ruminating and and oh am i really that good or oh can i could i really do this or you know and and sometimes we get in that kind of funk too where we'll be out on the road and we're like man are, are we really the most metal band on earth like i don't know but i will say there have been a number of situations that have absolutely confirmed the fact that we are the no, yeah, number one uh, most metal band on earth and i think uh nothing has confirmed it more than like almost every time we go out on tour Right. So, you, you you know, you plan you plan a tour ahead of time. You you have a bunch of opening bands. You, you know, you got a bunch of uh, in every city. You know, you got a, got a couple bands that are opening uh, every single tour without fail. We've had at least one band break up right before we play with them. And I'm talking wow. like like three, four days. Right. And they'll email us so like, hey, uh, sorry, um, you know, our bass player doesn't want to play anymore. So we're, we're just calling it quits. And I'm like, yeah, your bass player doesn't want to play. You, you, they're just afraid. You know, <laughs> same, same thing with Manowar. They know that if they're, they're in that same venue, they're like, you know, I, I could just picture it now. The lead guitarist talking to the other one being like, well, do you think they'll set us on fire? I don't know, Rick. Maybe they will. Well, maybe we should just call it quits. I don't, I don't know. We'll, you know, so, I mean, that that kind of situation. Um and and then also like there have been very there have been very few you know and I and I don't say this as like having a big head or anything but there have been very few bands that we have played with that I can honestly say have like we've gone toe to toe with you know um, usually I mean God usually we'll just mop the floor with the place I mean the 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 only or mop the place with the floor, mop my face on the floor, I, I, whatever the, the, the saying is. We'll do, I'll mop my face all over that floor. That's what I'll do. Um, but there's been a couple of couple of bands, you know, only a few, only a handful that we've been able to really go toe-to-toe with. And and I felt like, oh, man, they put up a challenge. You know, um, Unleash the Archers, first and foremost. Uh, <laughs> Brittany is amazing. The rest of the, Andrew is incredible. The rest of the band, Grant's amazing. The, the whole band is is incredible. That night, I really felt, you know, like they took us to the mat and it was a real kind of even, even match. Um, we played with uh, we opened for Steel Panther for uh, for a show and and uh, uh, they were they were very, very good. Very nice. They had personal masseuses down in their like green room. Um, I don't know whether they were personal masseuses or personal masseuses. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, so it, it uh, they were they were also very, very good. Um, so, you know, it, and I'm not saying this is like, you know, oh, I'm the best singer in the whole world, and blah, but you know, it's like when you, when you, when you go around the country and you, and you're, you're constantly fighting bands night after night and you just don't feel challenged, then you can kind of say, okay, okay, we're, we're clearly the most metal band on, on earth. That plus the man of war thing, I think kind of cements it, you know, <laughs> Joey DeMaio would answer my emails, Joey, Joey, I'm talking to you. Get on the phone. You have my number. You know what my number is. I, that, that's kind of, I keep trying to get a hold of, of uh, Dave Grohl. I even have a question on my other podcast. It's <laughs> the Dave Grohl question, but Ooh. I keep getting ignored. Yeah. <laughs> um, on, Dave. And he does interact with people. So I don't know what his problem is. Other than- you, you're not, you're not <laughs> providing enough. Like, you know, he's a big barbecue guy. Right. So you got to provide some uh, you, you have to you let know, him know that, you know, how to like dig a pit and put meat in it and like 
you know, if you do that, I'm sure he'll answer whatever question I, you got. I build websites for barbecue people. Does that work? <laughs> yeah. Well, get you know, harness their knowledge and be like, dude, dude, what, what is, what is the, t- the terminology? Do I say like mesquite pit? What do I do to to t- to tempt Dave Grohl? You know. Right, so before we get in, into you talking about your your song Death Dealer, um, I read read a little bit and you mentioned that it's based on the game Diablo. Yeah. And so I'm going to tell a little story. Um, Diablo, Diablo 2, Diablo 3, probably, no, probably 2 at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in college and we would stay up until like 6 a.m. playing Diablo. Like we'd start when classes ended and play until 6 a.m. Yeah. And then I'd have an 8 a.m. class and uh, actually had a professor threaten to kick me out because <laughs> I couldn't stay awake. <laughs> so... You're so, darn kids playing your Nintendo tapes all day long. <laughs> let me tell you. So when I saw Diablo, I'm like, yes. <laughs> I played in a long time. People will have strengths in different in different fields in different ways. I remember so uh Asian Metal and I just on a whim, we had kind of some downtime. We decided we're gonna go back to uh back to college to like finish up our, our long standing degrees. We we'd gone to a college in like I don't know, it was 14 something or I can't remember exactly. It was way back in the birth of colleges we never finished um so we ended up going to the university of wisconsin madison together we roomed together you know we had this whole guise of you know being mortal and college kids it was fun actually but um at the end of it uh he and i since we're both you know overachievers at heart like we both triple majored um and i had enough credits in like all of the you know things to so, so I, I I was computer science, Japanese, East Asian studies. Those are my three majors. And I wanted just for kicks, I wanted to get a Bachelor of Arts in computer science and a Bachelor of Science in Japanese. <laughs> they wouldn't let me. Oh, was like I had to pick one. I'm like, oh, you know, come on. What did I take all those other other credits for? Jeez. What what can you tell us about um Death Dealer? You can yeah. tell a story behind it, tell us about recording it. Tell us about something that happened on stage while you were playing it. You know, the stage is yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, Death Dealer is the first song off of our latest album, which we released in 2018 called Shadows from the Past. And that was a song uh, written and uh, brought to us by uh, Baron Torian Hellishar, who uh, it's, I mean, it's been five, six years now, but back earlier then, you know, he was still still the the youngster in the group, so to speak. I guess our, our drummer was was newer. But but anyway, it was one of his kind of like, you know, he he had this idea and he had actually uh, been playing a lot of Diablo at the time. And so that's kind of where the whole theme of that came from. Um, so the lyrics came kind of quickly because I'm, I'm also a Diablo fan, although I will admit um, really only kind of sinking my teeth into the first Diablo and and kind of fallen off after that. Although you know the Baron is he's he's played them all. Uh, so we we wrote that song. Um, you know it had a really good driving melody. We put that as the first song on the album. People seem to really dig it. Um, we uh, the the music video was shot in four different four or five different locations uh, along a little mini tour we did out to North Carolina and back. Um, and uh, the 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 agonizing thing the agonizing thing about about this music video is that when we did shadows from the past i was all gung-ho 
about like, okay, we're going to do like six or seven different music videos on this 10 song album. I'm going to shoot them all myself. I'm going to do the, you know, effects all myself. I am going to um, have something absolutely completely different for every single music video and 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 something that is like press worthy you know like something that a pr guy could make a headline out of you know so we did uh i think the first song we released was burn it down with fire with britney slaves from unleash your archers so there's a callback from earlier um and i used um my i used my computer science you know degree to to program uh to find a way to program inside of javascript a way to programmatically turn faces, images, etc., into fire. And to my knowledge, it's the first time that that's been done programmatically inside of After Effects without like manual human tuning, you know. And so that whole music video was more or less kind of shaped by that. Um, another one I did completely in CGI, uh, and it was my first time ever using CGI, right? Another one we did in 360. Uh, so it was like VR compatible. Um, another one, we actually recreated a Sega CD video game um, and got it printed and made four copies. There's only four copies, no, five, four or five copies that exist in the world. And it's it's like a Night Trap-esque playthrough of that song and a bunch of other music videos. So we did all of these things, Right. And and they were insanely complex, and it you know, and it just it might. I know I have long hair now, but at the time I was pulling my hair out. Um, I, I currently have COVID hair, so you know it's all down here. But uh, that's, that's this, but, <laughs> yeah. But at uh, at the end of the day, the one music video that was the simplest, easiest took me you know 30, 30 minutes of editing, and you know it was, it was done. Was Death Dealer, and that's the one that like caught and hit. While while all the other ones just kind of languish, and I'm like, but I did so much work, you know. Um, and and the only reason that it caught and hit is actually because it was we we ended up accidentally uh, going viral on on YouTube uh, on a friend's channel where we did this metal bands react to pop um, uh, video, and it and and the YouTube algorithm somehow reached down its hand and went ah and blessed it. And all of a sudden, you know, a week later, it's got a million and a half views on it. And so the the part of Death Dealer, the part of the Death Dealer music video was the thing that it opened on. And so suddenly there was this big, you know, bunch of people looking for that song, you know, buying that song. It was awesome. Um, but I just thought it was like funny, poetic in a way, you know, that the, the, the thing that I was just sort of like, yeah, yeah, here's a music video. Yeah, here you go. And I mean, not to say that it's a bad music video, but it's like the amount of effort in creating that music video was like this much and everything else was like, you know, it would have gone through the roof basically. Um, so, you know, so that, that is a funny aspect of, of death dealer. When you go watch the music video, just picture me, you know, like half drunk, just like, yeah, this one now. Okay. Yep. Yep. There you go. Change cameras. I don't Oh, done. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I am. It, it, it's funny. This popped in my head when you were telling that story. Um, another college story i took an intro to to poetry class was honors course and um it was like five minutes before class was supposed to start and i opened up my notebook and it said um homework make a visual poem oh (laughs) i I went oh so (laughs) so i 
and if you're not familiar with the visual poem, basically you use words to make pictures and it has to have some kind of meaning. Well, mm-hmm. I made a, I used the word technology. I made a monitor, a keyboard, a tower, and a mouse. And in the middle of the keyboard, it says failing humanity. And I titled it truth and I was done in two minutes. And I ran, <laughs> ran to class. So at the end of the semester, the final was you were supposed to be working on your rewriting poems and redoing things based on the input you got from the professor. Yeah. And then, you ha- then you have a meeting with her and you talk about it and then she gives you a final grade on that. And then, so we get done. Everybody in the class has an A. I have a B. Mm. <laughs> but she published that in her textbook. <laughs> wow. So I spent two minutes writing that poem. It's in her textbook. <laughs> I hope you have a copy of that textbook. I mean, like, holy cow. Some, somewhere I have a Xerox copy of the page. <laughs> and then and the index page that has my name on it, which was the coolest part of all of it. Because, because it says Dickin- Dickinson, Emily. And then on the next line, it says Damiano William. <laughs> oh, wow. Look, you're, you're a published auteur, you know? And yeah. right under Emily Dickinson. Yeah. <laughs> She's overrated anyway. I, I like that, that technology piece better. <laughs> All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a moment. We're going to listen to Death Dealer by Lords of the Trident. And we will be right back with Fang. <laughs>
Hey, that was Death Dealer by Lords of the Trident. Um, with me is Fang. What we're going to do now is uh, last episode's guest, J-Rock from the band Shatterglass, has a question. So it's it's almost similar. It's pretty similar to the question that was asked for us. Um, my question would be, um, when you guys write your music, do they have one person that writes all the music, or does the whole band write it as a collective group? Yeah, so great question. Thank you for that. Um, I've found that, at least for us, and, and it's it's different band to band. Some bands really work well jamming with each other, um, you know, coming up with ideas uh, as a whole band. For us, when we get together, you know, the, the aspect is more on um, rehearsal than practice. It's more on um, preparing than writing. Um, so what I found the best thing to do, and this has kind of been the, the workflow uh, throughout the entire, you know, multiple, <laughs> multiple eras of Lords of the Trident at this point, um, in terms of, you know, writers, but usually one of the guitarists, uh, will be, you know, noodling 24, 26 hours a day, and they'll come up with something and they'll keep it in their, in their headspace. Then they'll come and bring the other guitarist in, right. And they'll kind of play off of each other and say, Oh, you know, okay, what did you think about that? Oh, we should change it to a diminished inverted ninth chord, you know, with a, uh, uh, arpeggio pattern i don't know I, i'm a singer i don't i don't know what the hell they're talking about um but <laughs> so then what they'll do is they'll come up with like a little a little kind of demo-y structure and then they will bring it to you know possibly the most important person in this whole workflow the suck filter uh and that suck filter is usually either me or if if I helped write the song, it'll be somebody. It'll be somebody kind of devoid from this whole process, right? The suck filter, his his number one most important job is to say, uh, with with a very clear mind, whether the idea sucks or it doesn't. And every band needs to have a suck filter because there are a number of people in the world, and I've had some of them, you know. It, uh, in the band previously, there's a number of people <laughs> in the in the world who just don't have that, right? And that's not really a dig on them. It's just that it, you have to understand that exists, where they will hear anything and they'll say, "We can make an idea out of that. That'll that'll turn out." You know, y- you have to have someone with a clear idea of where this is going. Does it suck? Does it not suck? Did it give it the thumbs up or the thumbs down? And generally, I'm the suck filter. Like I said, unless I'm kind of engaged in the writing process, which does happen from time to time. Um, so once we, once it get pat, gets past the suck filter, once we get the thumbs up on everybody, uh, then usually what will happen is, is I will listen to the music and I'll come up with an idea of like where the lyrics are going to go. And sometimes it'll be as easy as hearing the song and you're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, uh, th- this is, this is street racing in Tokyo at midnight with with uh machine guns i mean clearly you you can hear it in that riff it's street racing in tokyo with machine guns and then the lyrics will just pour out right so and i would say like 60 65 percent of the time that happens um the other time the other parts that you know we'll we'll kind of pull in everybody else will say like okay what is this you know does this song like sound like slaying a dragon does it sound like a a a dystopian future where you know uh, cyborgs uh control the the cereal supply i mean what, what what exactly are you are you pulling out of this riff, right? And then we'll take ideas from that. I'll take their ideas and I'll write um, lyrics off of that. Um, Asian metal is really good at this. You know, he'll just be like, "Well, you know, I really think it kind of feels like a 
like uh when you know somebody witnesses a crime uh and they're like they're like too manly to like go to the authorities but instead they're going to take revenge on their own like i think this is what this song is saying i'm like oh yeah absolutely so so we'll do that and then uh, so we've got this demo we've got the guitar parts and then once i have kind of like a scratch track vocal on it we'll send it out to the uh to the rhythm section and they'll add in their two cents you know oh i think it should go this way i think it should go that way i think you should shorten this part up that kind of a thing so that's that's kind of how we how we roll uh and and that's what works for us i I think generally for most bands if you have you know if you have somebody kind of leading who who owns the song you know who kind of leads the creative charge on it um it it's it's better than kind of having it be open jam unless you're a jam band then that might work for you hey bonus question time all right so recently, Bethlehem was on my other podcast. <laughs> yes. And I know you said that, that you, you listened to it. And they said something about ninjas in, in your band. <laughs> and so my question is, actually, you said ninjas or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, if the Lords of the Trident and Bethlehem end up in the same realm and have to battle it out. How epic will that be? And who ends up victorious in the end? So I will say we've done this many times before. Bethlehem and I, we, we first found out about Bethlehem and Oh God, I want to say like 2010 maybe. And instantly we were like issuing each other's death threats. Right. And then, and then we were like, Oh, we're finishing each other's sentences and the death threats. And we're like, well, my God, did we just become de- best friends? Like what's, what's <laughs> going on here? You know, like you, you were, you were about to say, you know, sword through the skull. And that's what exactly what I was typing. I think, I think we're brothers from different mothers. Right. So we've actually had them uh, into our, into our realm uh, a few times. And it, oh my God, it has always been a bloodbath. There's a couple of venues that no longer exist um because we had the the show there um i remember i remember the last time that they came here we spent all day taking them out um you know buttering them up you know getting them drunk like kind of like ah ha 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 you know and you got to play the show tonight right you're doing the old the old the old switcheroo and then we took them to the show and it was a monday night and you know because they were doing like a whole whole tour thing uh and the place was just like absolutely just packed it was just a sea of faces and they were not expecting that and then more than the whole you know wisconsin nice more than getting them drunk i think the fact that so many people came out to see this battle on a monday night kind of threw them off guard because they were like oh we, this is awesome we hate these guys but i guess they're cool because of all <laughs> these people yeah you know and so you know we we ended up uh um I think I think that night on stage we ended up kind of pledging pledging our swords you know to each other's quests, becoming battle brothers, as it were. And uh, you know, honestly, um, uh, Overlord Brahm and I have been just chatting it up like nuts. We're both um, you know geeks and and we love camera stuff and making videos and things like that. So we've been we've been chatting it up, and you know, uh, I've been trying to get him out on the road again and again and again. But they're always like, oh, you know, uh, blah, 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 blah. Tasteful's all he's got to make. Uh, Tasteful is um, 
Oh, God, that's um, Bovice. <laughs> we always call him Tasteful because of his solos. We've never really called him by his real name. We're like, yo, Tasteful, get over here. Come on, what are you doing? Um, he told me that if if he had a job in this realm, he would be a janitor. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that checks out. He'd be like, he'd be like this with, and like a mop in the other hand, but, you know, um, but yeah, so, so we're trying to get him back on the road. Um, we had actually planned to come, uh, and visit them and, uh, and do battle in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, late, I want to say like late 2019, we had been in talks about it. Um, but then this whole thing hit. And so now it's kind of been, well, you know, we'll do it when we can do it. And I, I honestly, I feel like I'm, a, I'm glad that the the new album is out for them because it is easily their best work so far. But B, I feel terrible for any bands that have that were like releasing an album early 2020. You know, like Unleash Your Archers comes to mind, Judicator comes to mind. I mean, even Deathlehem, although they they pivoted really well, man, you know, you have all that momentum behind this album release, and what do you want to do with it? You want to like most bands just want to kind of like get on the road, you know, and go and play it. Right. And a lot of these bands are going to have to wait a year, maybe two, depending on where you're at to get on the road and play this material. And, and that is, I mean, that might as well be 40 years in in the span of the internet, basically. So I I feel really bad for bands that are like dropping stuff that they could be touring on right now. Did, did you see their video for escape escape from wolf mom? Not only, I will have you know, sir, that no, not wait, only wait, did, did before I... we go before we go into this, we have to keep this PG thirteen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Not only did I see their video to Escape from Wolf Mountain, uh, but we were the actually the first people uh, in the entire world to see the video. We saw it before anybody else did because we ended up filming a reaction video to it that dropped the very next day. So we had this whole thing planned with them that, you know, they'd pop their video and then we'd do the reaction video the very next day. So I got to see it way before anybody else. And I was just sitting here like, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. It's really good. Don't spoil it. You know, but holy cow. So good. So amazing. They were, yeah, absolutely incredible. The, The fact that it took them three years to make, it's like, you know. Well, it started playing and, and I don't know how old you are, but they look like, he-man action figures oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I was like wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> and we're all we're all just sitting here i mean every, everybody should go so go to our channel youtube.com slash of the trident watch the reaction video it's fun the whole time we're like oh my god like damn they're all ripped as action figures like oh man look at that you know good on them they must have been hitting the gym <laughs> all right so what i need from you is a couple more things um, first, I need you to tell the listeners where they can find you online, find your music, find you on social media. We'll go with that first. Oh, okay. Right now. All right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. So if you are interested in seeing more Lords of the Trident, and let's be honest, you are. Come on. Uh, <laughs> take your most metal browser to our main hub, uh, lordsofthetrident.com. And in your most metal browser, like, let's All be right. honest, is probably Chrome. Yeah, it's right down there. Right down <laughs> over, oh, over there. Yeah, your your main your your most metal browser is probably Chrome because like there's no other browser named after a metal. So I mean, just there you go. Take your Chrome browser, go to lordsofthetrident.com. Make sure you put on. Uh, Although uh, Microsoft is named Edge. 
Yeah, but edge eh, of the sword. Yeah, I don't use it either. But yeah. <laughs> you know, make sure you're wearing appropriate levels of armor before you hit play on anything, just because we've had a lot of people, you know, with melted faces. By the way, we also have uh, referrals to really good plastic surgeons for after listening to the album. Uh, hit us up, you know, if you can still type, if your fingers are still working. Um, but lordsofthetrident.com is your main hub uh, for stuff. We also have a very, very, very active uh, YouTube channel, very active YouTube community, lordsofthetrident.com, or sorry, youtube.com slash lordsofthetrident. Uh, we've been releasing a video every week since COVID hit. So we have something brand new out every single week. Some of them are song covers. Some of them are uh, playthroughs. We've been doing seven live streams every month uh of all sorts of different stuff we do baron solo shred sessions where he does solo shred guitar uh we do video game playthroughs in fact after this i'm going right over to my twitch channel to start up my video game playthrough tonight uh, and we do full concerts we've been doing a bunch of uh full concerts for people and that's been super fun um so yeah check it out youtube.com slash of the trident i will also say that we are the number one most supported independent metal band on Patreon. We are number one. So if you, you know, if you go to lordsofthetrident.com and you're like, this is pretty cool. I love these guys. That lead singer is super handsome. I want to send him a letter and, and, you know, some of my hair, but I don't know how to, I don't know what to do. And I think that'd be weird if I'm not like directly supporting them. Well, let me tell you, you can send your hair uh, as long as you jump on the Patreon, patreon.com slash lordsofthetrident. Like I say, and we're the number one most supported independent metal band on there for a good reason. We drop something new on Patreon almost all the time. We have about a month and a half worth of like backlog of stuff that Patreon backers have like already seen that the, the general public hasn't. We've got uh, we, we send out, you know, exclusive T-shirts uh, for free on the on the Patreon. Uh, we actually have an album that is going to be dropping uh, by uh, probably in a month. So anybody who's signed up at the $5 level or above is going to get that album too. We're going to ship it out to them. We do a, a, a ton of stuff on the Patreon. Um, so check that out. I think I think every band should have a Patreon. Um, it's been an absolute godsend for us. I will say, we Lords of the Trident would have broken up if not for our Patreon because uh, we spent so much money over touring Europe and pillaging um, because of many different factors which, you know, let's not get into those. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, we, we came back with like a pretty hefty bill. And if we didn't have the support of our backers, if we were just hoping on like T-shirt sales, to like get us through this hefty bill, we'd be at each other's throats, you know, literally with like knives and swords and axes trying to figure out when our next credit card payment's going to be due. So <laughs> thankfully, we had the Patreon support and we were able to stay together as a band. So yeah, check that out. Lordsofthetrident.com, youtube.com slash lordsofthetrident, patreon.com slash lordsofthetrident. We're also on Twitter. We're on MySpace. We're on Reverb Nation. We're on Twitch. We're on um, uh, uh, RedTube. RedTube.com slash lordsofthetrident. It's more of like a personal channel for me. Uh, and if you don't get that joke, uh, ask your girlfriend. <laughs> um, for the record, and when you go to the show notes for this episode, I have a lot of those linked. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You don't have to memorize them. Um, I don't have all of them. I have a lot of them. I mean, really, you could just to, you could put Lords of the Trident into Google, and the, it's it's us the first fifty pages, and then it starts to get really weird. So, <laughs> all right. Last thing I need from you tonight. I gave you some homework. Mm -hmm. You had to go check out Scarlet. What is the question you have for Scarlet? Okay, Scarlet, this is Fang Von Rathenstein, lead singer of the most metal band on earth, the Lords of the Trident. And I want to know, 
What are you doing in this time of COVID, in this time of lockdown, to interact with your fans, to keep them abreast of all of your new, amazing, fantastic material? And what do you think other bands should be doing that they're not currently doing in this time of lockdown? That's actually a pretty well thought out question. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) So to to give you an idea of, not that you asked me, but this whole video thing, this didn't didn't exist before March. It was all (laughs) um, only, only audio and uh, COVID happened. And I found myself at home teaching from my kitchen with a lot more time on my hands. And I was like, Hmm, I have a camera. Yeah. So. Absolutely, it's it's a good pivot, and Streamyard's fun. I've used Streamyard a lot, and uh, and yeah, it's it's great to see people's faces and just to track uh, hair growth over the months. You know, that's yes. that's another really fun thing about releasing a video every week on our YouTube channel is yeah, I could just go back a month and I'll be like, oh, 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 God, I look like I, Justin Bieber. Oh my God, you know. I am um, in class the other day. One of the students, it was her birthday, and she had cookies. And I took my mask off for a second to eat a cookie. And one of the seventh graders went, whoa, you look so much different. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so this has been episode number 44 of Three Questions and a Song. Check us out on the 1st and 15th of each month at buildascene.com. Check out the Pennsylvania Rock Show at parockshow.com or buildascene.com every friday that one comes out uh, and the radio station is 24 7 you can hear the lords of the trident on there so make sure you go and make some requests my name is bill that's fang and uh we will check you out next week good night next episode next episode <laughs> good night <laughs> This episode of Three Questions of a Song has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more on-site music from around the globe. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.